Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dan from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we have another awesome podcast to get you about update. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Heartburn Ben. Hello. And we're brought to you by Pro-Key Barbecue Gourmet, Kimado Joe, and Smoker. Check out awesome sponsors. He's got the uh, the Christmas and New Year Heartburn <laughs> Blues when you start dying in January the 3rd. It's bad times. Mm, it's we're not- really struggling here. So, uh, anyway, let's carry on with the the Bushnish. Pro-Q is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice to beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under pro Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade, or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. They have the famous chicken fister, don't they? Did you? Awesome. It's not called that, though. What's it called? I don't know. Jackard meat tenderizer. There's like two, isn't there? Like the twenty prong and the forty five prong. Yeah, get the big yeah. one. The big one. Get the big one. And you can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas, or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Commando Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, searing, Commando Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. So get the real great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in check out commandojo.co.uk plus facebook and twitter need to try out their new charcoal as well don't we we do indeed hmm. uh yeah definitely i've I've had very well i've I've been hearing good things it seems like for like a couple of years but mm, never known never anyone to it. have had it but it's here now now yeah dave uh said in the country wood smoke group that he's mm. got some and uh we were chatting to Outdoor Gourmet. They've the got guys from Outdoor well. Gourmet, and yeah. and it's here. Mm. Uh, they've got like a couple of containers full of it, so yeah. it's here. It's available. Uh, he said that he thinks it's the best lump he's ever used. So mm. I'm looking forward to giving it a try and yeah. uh, and testing that out. Uh, yeah, I just want to. I also saw last night Bobby, uh, the owner of Kamado Joe, released a, a picture of the new. Oh. Uh, the new firebox sort of unit, yeah. All the separate uh, different like tiles instead, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's different mm. segments. So basically, this isn't the only reason. But one great thing is if if any anything breaks, then you need to replace one part. Mm. Makes it a lot easier to to replace. Yeah, uh, less likely to break. I think less likely to we break. Yeah. About, it? So basically, because the yeah, because the individual parts are smaller, so the heat difference between one side to the other side will be a lot less and that's mm. what tends to make the ceramic crack so that that's really cool uh so yeah yeah we get to see the new one soon and can't wait give some feedback can't wait to try it. and open it with my tongue because i've yeah. been told that it's uh i'm not touching it <laughs> let me open it first what is it it's like balance was yeah. it it's like a I don't know. Counterbalance. Oh, counterbalance. That's the yeah. one I'm looking for. So supposedly a, a girl finger. can open it with her little finger. So that means that I can open it with my tongue. Is that Chazzy? Yeah. Let's go on with the I don't show. Okay. And on this week's episode, we have Andy Noonan. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Hey, lads. How's it going? Really good, thanks. Awesome to have you on. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for, thanks for having me. We've been trying to catch up for a while. Glad we finally get to chat. For any of the listeners that, that don't know, could you just intro yourself and, and give them a brief background of who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, um, so I'm Andy Noonan. I run a festival called The Big Grill here in Dublin. Uh, this year will be its fourth year. 
uh, and this year, early 2016, we opened a uh, little wood-fired chicken joint uh, in Dublin. Myself and one of the one of my partners in the festival. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. Awesome, cool. Yeah, you got to go to the festival, didn't you, down last year? Yeah, I was pretty jealous. <laughs> I didn't get to go over there. Yeah, I was over there. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. I mean, had like such a cool vibe to it. Uh, I mean. Completely different to anything I've sort of been to before. It wasn't sort of. There was such a, an awesome vibe there. It was a really, really cool vibe going on. Real sort of. Uh, there was loads of families around. There was loads of just cool people around to chat to, and and the food that was sort of there was it was just like a a spectacle of just awesomeness. Like literally uh, every every sort of person that was there, I would guess like sort of trading or uh, call them a vendor or, or whatever mm. they were. Just the theatre that they were putting on was was amazing, and just chatting to them all, I learned so much. It was crazy. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, it's it, when we started it, we kind of we wanted it to be a little bit different, and we you know we just been we have taste of London over there, we have taste of Dublin here, you know. I suppose for people in Dublin, that's the only kind of food festival they're used to. Is kind of clinical, you know, white tents, VIP areas, champagne bars, kind of. Um, you know, crap drink, crap food. You know, there was some good mission, some good Michelin star stuff, and some good chefs there. But you know, overpriced, kind of um, yeah. snobby, almost is, is what I'd say. A little bit, uh, and then other festivals, and you know, the quality of the food was just really bad. Um, and you know, we I had this idea to to do a barbecue festival for a while, um, and I think I mentioned it before. You know, we, we our, all our Myself, my other two partners in the festival, we we all come from a background of running events, uh, producing festivals, booking acts, putting on stages, even sponsorship of festival festivals and everything like that. So um, we kind of know the whole area pretty well, um, and you know, vendors, you know, um, and I suppose we kind of probably had a little bit of a head start in the fact that we kind of we saw what doesn't work and we. We knew what we didn't want, I suppose, you know. Um, yeah. With the festival, you know, we always wanted it to remain true to the, the original idea, which was that sense of occasion when you go over to your mate's garden and you have a couple of beers and a barbecue or vice versa. And, and that's really what we wanted the, the festival to be. And uh, in order to keep people coming and to, to make ourselves different and show people as much as we could and, and educate them about barbecue, we decided to, you know, bring guys from... Brazil and, and, and over from the UK and, and kind of as many different cultures and live fire cooking techniques as possible. It was amazing uh, so, because on that sort of scale where you've got 20,000 people in an area, hmm. it's hard to get that, to keep that vibe of, like you said, just sort of garden, like sort of backyard party with some barbecue and, and some cool bits going on. But there really was just this awesome atmosphere in the festival. It's a really quite unique atmosphere. It, it was It was wicked. Yeah, it, it's look. I suppose we, like we purposely don't have a VIP area. You know, we we only allow independent Irish craft beer uh, breweries into the festival. You know, um, so instead of doing a big a deal with a big uh, beer brand, you know, we took a punt and said let's let's have twenty five small breweries. You know, and and that's our yeah. beer tent, and um, that's worked really well for us. I mean, we have a waiting list of people to. Things like that, you know, having good beer, you know, um, having good music, um, you know, having good 
good dressing and decor around the place and you know having it in, in a good area has really worked for us you know um it's just it's it, we kind of try and keep it pretty simple you know and i know we go into a lot of detail with the food um and, and the kind of guys we bring over and the very the kind of variance in what they all do but but you know we try not to take ourselves too seriously with it and we you know, we have a good crew um, and a good following from other stuff we've done, and it, it just seems to have worked, you know? So, yeah, and you do, like, don't you have, like, demos and talks and stuff like that going on as well as... Yeah, we did. We, we had a banter stage, um, which is kind of this talk series over here um, that Trev, one of, one of my partners in, in the festival and in Foul Play, kind of set up years ago, and um, it's with a, a really good Irish music journalist, Jim Carlin, and... Um, we just cur- curate some talks over the weekend. Um, you know, we had some really good ones over the years. I mean, Richard, like Richard Turner and Peter Hannon, Pat Whelan talking about beef and one of them. And, uh, we leave our roots do one the year, be- year before. Um, um, so they, they worked out pretty well. We had the Weber Grill Academy, uh, before that. And then we had the Hang Fire Girls over for, uh, demos this year. So yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be putting a lot more into the demos, uh, this year. Awesome. Um, and we're looking at some, we're talking to some, some people at the moment, so hopefully we can get them over. And, uh, yeah, it'll be some pretty, pretty tasty demos this year, you know? Yeah. Is that, is that a hint? Were you talking about us then? Were you? I don't, I don't seem to have your, I don't seem to have your agent's contact details. Oh, that's all right. We'll make sure you get it after this fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see as well. There's a whiskey and gin bar as well. Something for everyone. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jenison are one of our big sponsors. There, um, that's one of my favourites. Uh, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, they're great to work with. Um, I've worked with a lot of sort of alcohol brands and festivals over the years, music festivals and things, and and they're a dream to work with. They're 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 really good. They they make their area looks brilliant. You know, um, yeah, the, the product is good. They do some of their kind of um, they're more niche stuff, the Middleton range and red breast and yellow spot and green spot, things like that. And then they do the black barrel. So, you know, they have the Jameson ginger and lime bar and then they kind of do the other stuff and they have a barber shop and they have a games area. And, you know, just the whole build fits in great with the festival and, uh, crispy DJ barbecue closed it off this year again. And there was like conga lines on the Saturday night. Everything that was, uh, five there was, uh, it was good fun. I think there's a few videos of that floating around. But you should check them out. They're yeah. good. It was, it was the first year we got to go a little bit later this year. So, um, you know, it was really nice to have people there when it was dark and all the lights were on. And, it was, you know, Chris was playing tunes and in the, in the Jameson bar. It was deadly. It was really good. Um, and then obviously, you know, having, uh, having all these different guys from, from different backgrounds doing different things like Brazilian guys and then Neil Rankin and, and Chris and his team, DJ Barbecue, and then John Relahan, and um, my own place, and some some other places in Ireland like Asador, and then who did like kind of the the lamb asado, uh, and then we have a Pakistani restaurant that does a charcoal grill as well. So we, we have this this really cool mix of um, of uh, of cultures, you know, yeah. and of styles and, and flavors. Um, it, it's really nice, you know. Yeah, it was um, it was fantastic. Uh, that that Jameson, I mean, I think Matt Williams uh, became really quite. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't see him leave the bar for the whole weekend. Actually, I think that no, I think I, Dublin really I, I took did, him for a few weeks. I didn't. See, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he recovered but, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I actually brought them all uh, on the Wednesday. We all went out for we had dinner and fell play, and then we went to um, Jemison have this kind of secret bar in Dublin. I don't even know if you're allowed to tell anyone about it, but sure, look, <laughs> it's like this kind of secret bar. It's not it's not even licensed. It's kind of a it's their own bar. It's not a public bar, and it's hidden away. You go through a shop front, and it's a butcher shop, and then you go down through the butcher shop, and it's kind of a a prohibition style bar, and there's a and like a whiskey tasting room upstairs and then kind of this bar downstairs so awesome. I brought all, surprised all the guys and brought them there so I think from Wednesday the guys were drinking Jameson and probably until Monday morning they were drinking Jameson so DJ <laughs> 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 Barbecue's crew and Matt and everyone's uh, they, uh, they they spend a lot of time at the Jameson bar but uh, everyone wants to go to the Jameson bar and come over you know um, it's a big thing everyone wants to have a pint of Guinness and then they want to have they want to go to the Jameson bar you know um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a good addition. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was actually it was at the big grill where I think that Matt had been working on for for John Renahan. He'd been working on some sort of fruit charcoal. So he was showing me he had like this yeah. pomegranate sort of charcoal that it still had. It was so it was like it was awesome. Like he cracked it open and you had like the pomegranate. You could see the pomegranate seeds inside. The pomegranate, but they were chalk. It was the, the weirdest thing ever. It was super cool. That's right. Yeah, I think he did oranges as well. Yeah, oranges, it? and you uh, had like all like the yeah. the individual sort of segments and stuff still, but it was all in yeah. form of charcoal. It was like super weird. It was like cool though. I would, yeah, it was awesome. But Matt, Matt's brilliant. Um, he's just he, he's an amazing guy. We use all his charcoal here in, in Fair Play. Um, you know, we have done from the start. You know. Um, and, you know, I, I love talking to him. He's such an interesting guy. Um, he's a gent as well, you know, and everybody over here really likes talking to him. He's he's always got a queue of people waiting to talk to him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, no, he's brilliant. And the, the stuff that guy can do is just it's mind-blowing, you know. Yeah, the super really smart, like, charcoal genius, oh, evil professor of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's mind blown, but uh, yeah, no, he's he, he's brilliant, um, and you know, he, it's great to have Matt over, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely awesome guy. Absolutely love him. Really, I mm-hmm. honestly like he's one of those guys you chat to, just nicest guy ever, and, and so knowledgeable about what he does, and and just a all round great guy. So shout out to Matt. Definitely, mm. yeah, shout out to Matt. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw a complete. The- oh, go on, go on. You, you want to say it again? No, you go, you go. I was going <laughs> to... He's going to throw a curveball. I was going to throw a curveball, so you go for it first. <laughs> go, go ahead. Curveball him. All right. So, so what I was going to ask you is, why barbecue? Like, uh, So, Andy from from Dublin, I guess, uh, growing up, why why barbecue? I've actually not asked that a couple of times. Um, I Kind of more in interviews and stuff for the big grill and... Um, I've always kind of had a fascination with, with, with cooking outside and, and I think probably for me when we were kids we used to go to um, the west of Ireland and we'd, we'd go fishing on the lakes and our, my, our family and another family on the boats and we'd like go trout fishing and pike fishing and we'd always pull up uh, on these like these lakes the lakes in the west of Ireland are full of islands and we used to pull the boat up into the islands and I remember my parents used to light, just light a fire with the wood on the island and you know, we cook lamb and we cook trout. We caught on the fire, and I always distinctly remember the taste of the trout and the and the lamb, and how it tasted different and how nice it tasted. And uh, those islands are full of hazel and oak, and you know, um, I just I just remember how it tasted, and and I kind of 
looking back, I kind of always, uh, it's just always, that always stands out in my mind, you know, those days. Cool. Um, and I was always kind of into cooking when I was younger. I'm not a chef or anything, uh, you know, um, I've always been into cooking and I've always been into barbecue and um, I've always messed around with it. And I suppose probably in the past sort of six or seven years, I've been taking it a bit more seriously. And, um, you know, I spent some time in Asia and so I, I went and did a tour of Deep South, um, USA and things like that. And, and um, I kind of, you know, for about five or six years, I've been wanting to do something. And then um, we were still do, running the festivals and doing the events. And then, um, you know, while we were doing that, we decided to put the festival on. And then after two years of the festival, we finally got to open Fell Play. Um, and now we're, we're looking to expand it in the next sort of eight to 12 months, you know, um, into, awesome. into another unit in, in, in Dublin City Centre. So, um, yeah, it's uh, kind of just always Dublin. been in me. You are? I said Lucky Dublin. Lucky Dublin, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I'd love to open one somewhere else, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Getting uh, awesome. hard enough getting it. It's hard enough getting one open in, in Dublin, but you know, there's not a huge amount of places. Like we have a, a wood fired grill, and it's, it's a rotisserie basically, it's about a meter and a half long. Uh, got it from Portugal. Uh, it's kind of like a frango. It's a frango machine, like you see in in Portugal, um, and it's open fire with charcoal and logs. And then we've got the pit maker. The, Smoker, which is uh, it's, it's kind of a mix between a stick, a stick burner and a, and a charcoal cabinet smoker, um, and uh, you know the fire officer, the the architect, the fire consultant, like they were all just their mind boggled with, with the uh, with the with the open fire. They didn't know what to do. We kept we kept getting delayed getting opening open because there was so many kind of conflicting opinions on what way we should have the place set up and what way we shouldn't. We had a whole extraction system put in, and the guy who put it in had never seen the grill before, and had a, had a smoker, you know, and every time we opened the smoker door, the whole pub would fill up with, with smoke, and then, uh, you know, if we had the smoker and the rotisserie on at the same time, the whole pub would fill up with smoke. So, although it smelled great in the place, it wasn't uh, it wasn't going to get get us open. So, <laughs> um, those kind of things in Dublin are, are quite new, whereas in London there's been there's so many, or even in the UK, there's so many charcoal or uh, wood-fired restaurants. You know, it's kind of new-ish over here, I would say. You know, a lot of the barbecue joints are using kind of gas and electric smokers, so, um, you know, or gas grills. So it was it was quite a bit of a mission just to get the kitchen open. So um, it, I'm sure it'll be the same opening number two as well, you know. Um, it's... Uh, it be tough, tough to get things open over here, you know. Yeah, but you've learned, you've learned along the way, so hopefully yeah. it won't be as bad this time. We have, and the fire officer kind of knows us, knows the story, and he's he's the same guy that does the festival, so you know he he, he knows us and he knows what we do. And, um, From chatting you know, to the guys, of, chatting to the grill stock guys and the the Red's Tree Barbecue guys, no matter how many places they open, every single time they open one, they have huge, huge airflow problems. And uh, they've become very good friends with the uh, the local fire brigade because they're out at yeah. least five times in the first week. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I hope it is easier for you, but I don't think it will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, there you go, exactly. And, and those guys are opening, like the red guys, they've got, what, probably five, six, seven places now? Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, I, I ate in the one in Manchester, actually, uh, last year. Very hungover after the Rugby World Cup on a train up, after a train-up from Wales. Um, 
But um, yeah, look, it's not easy anywhere. I think you know it's great when you see all places like Skyline Inn and <laughs> you know North Carolina and, and things like that. And yeah. it's like you know they're just out, out out in the shed at the back. But, you know, uh, it's hard to get a shed out the back in central Dublin, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it is, and central <laughs> London or anywhere as well, or Manchester or something. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, at least we're a bit warmer, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be out in the shed in, in central Dublin in the winter either. So, um, <laughs> no, definitely not. But uh, yeah, it's all good. You know, it's all good. It's nice to nice to be nice to be doing something different uh, in terms of barbecue over here as well. You know, you know, they're kind of a uh, couple of just American style barbecue joints. Bar John down in Cork is doing something different. Um, you know, some people think we're crazy for just doing poultry, but, uh, you know, it works. So, yeah. Uh, we, we, I often we think, though, I mean, it, you, know? you go to these places sometimes, they've got these huge menus that span over like five, six pages, and it's just like mm. every speciality. Yeah. You do that many different yeah. things. And it's just like, it's yeah. like jack of all trades, master of none. If you keep, if I mean, I'd much rather walk into a place that absolute nails five dishes than walk into somewhere that averages three hundred dishes. <laughs> if you know what I mean, which which is yeah, totally. Well, I think that the thing for us was you know how foul play came about was um, you know it was simple. It was you know let's take a, a really good, the best quality bird we can find you know buy in Ireland an Irish a free range Irish chicken. You know, and let's cook it over a wood fire, and let's get let's put some nice sides with it. Um, you know, and that was it. That's what we did, and that's what we do. You know, we did we had like we had the smoker there as well, but all we put in the smoker is the are the wings uh, and the turkey. So that's it. Like we just do rotisserie chick, free range rotisserie chicken, smoked turkey, and smoked wings, and then we have how many five sides basically and three sauces. And that's it. That's all we do. We do kind of weekly specials. Um, but apart from that, you know, we keep it simple. And, you know, the birds are good. They come off the grill really nice and juicy. And, um, you know, now we can spot a non-free-range chicken a mile away after after going through so many different samples, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, look, we just have to keep it simple, you know. Um, and uh, it seems to be working. So, all good. So when it comes to your smoked turkey, is that whole smoked turkeys? Or are you doing just certain parts of turkey? We were doing the crown and we switched over to whole birds because um, the flavour is just so much better, you know. Um, so now we have a supply of whole birds, so you can you can have uh, white or dark meat now and do as well. So awesome. um, cool. crowns are just too such a fine line with, with dry crown, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and and there's just not a whole lot of flavour, you know. So um, especially in the bigger crowns. So, in the sort of restaurant set, without giving away too much, if I was to be cooking a whole turkey at home, I would look to personally. I would look to brine it, then rub it up, and and stuff like that. Do you? I mean, obviously, you guys are getting the best quality birds you can get, which is which is awesome. Yeah. But to sort of sit there and do you brine all your stuff, or do you? Um, we actually don't brine anything. Uh, yeah. Um, we with the turkey, we uh, we actually spatchcock it. Okay. Um, cool. And we and then we smoke it. We we put it in the smoker then. Um, that's all we just rub it we use our house rub um, and that's it we base it in a little butter a little we have a spray that we use for the chickens uh, with some vine- apple cider vinegar and apple juice and a few other things and, and uh, that's all we do with it just keep it moist and nice. keep the environment sli- keep the environment moist with the turkey and then um, 
try again try and keep it simple and um, not too much smoke and uh, that's it again there's a fine line with that as well you know um, it's, uh, we try and cook it for as, lo- uh, as long as possible and, uh, at a, a low temperature but uh, you know it's um, we turned out really well you know cool. um, I don't think we could ever go back to Crown after no. doing whole turkeys you know yeah so, definitely although uh, I don't really want to think about turkey after the past month <laughs> nah, we, we sold so much we had so much of it around I'm sick of it sick yeah. of being and stuff now it's cool. Uh, what's this? Marcus from Country with Smoke? He uh, he spatchcocked one and, and strapped up to an asado and, and did uh, some asado cooking ah, on nice. it. That was really cool. Mm. That was something that was sort of pre-Christmas that caught my eye. That I wanted to give it a go, but ended up being away and stuff, so didn't quite get to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't see that. I must go back through the post and have a look at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's cool. He added sort it's of in, like yeah, it's, it's in his barbecue mag. So it's oh, is it open okay? Up. Yeah, UK barbecue ah, mag's in okay. there, isn't it? Sure. I think I got that my email there. I'll actually, I'll read that now on the plane. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, it was so, a cool little, um, uh, cool little project I saw him do. It was quite yeah, it is it's cool. Just, he, he does some good stuff. Um, you know, he does some good stuff. I enjoy enjoy reading it. It kind of takes up my whole timeline every time I log on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's over. for a few people. Yeah. Am I right so, in saying that um, you uh, spent some time in South America with John last? I did. Year this yes. year. So what we did was um, we brought two of the surest categories to, to the festival, um, uh, Diego Belda and, like I was saying, and Carlos Tossi. And then we went over then to cook at their festival in Sao Paulo. Oh, awesome. Um, so I think you were talking to John just before he was going, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we went over, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was really good. It was, it's, it's one day. Uh, it was in the city centre. They kind of... They kind of don't have a defined date every year, like we would or Metopia or Grillstock or whatever. They, they kind of, they kind of a bit more, kind of a bit more pop up if that's even a word, you know. Uh, so they just kind of find a venue, a cool venue, and they just do do a festival in it. And sometimes there's a, a three or four thousand, sometimes just slightly more. Um, that's but, crazy. Uh, what a festival! It was, it was really, really good. Um, he's someone you guys should should chat to, Gustavo. Uh, you should chat to him. He's, he's a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, the the meat over there was was mind blowing. We got looked after really really well. Um, went to some really cool places. Uh, a cafe de Porco bar. Um, we went to Barbacoa. Actually, it's called, but it's it's kind of a traditional Brazilian. Uh, it's a rodizio kind of restaurant, you know. Okay, cool. Um, but it's the meat quality is really really good. Um, it's it's a it's really it's a really old old style one. It's kind of a famous one. It's probably one of the best in Brazil. And we went there and went to a couple other places. Saw São Paulo and uh, then cooked at the festival. We did like an, an, an I tried to do an Irish dish, which was we got wild hogs and we cooked them in a brick pit. Um, awesome. And we did bake, bacon and cabbage. We called it. Uh, so uh, we did some potatoes and we did some uh, overnight smoked cabbage as well. Um, and that was that was great. Some of the some of the stuff at the festival was was amazing. John have his hair brush. <laughs> John had his hair, his magic herb wand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's famous for the magic herb wand down here. Yeah, um, I think we had it on a, I think we had it on a on a on like a broomstick actually. <laughs> like doubles up, he fly in on <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> we had quite a, we had quite a big one because it got pretty hot that brick pit. We we actually had some. Um, the guys had uh, orange, loads of orange wood for us, so we cooked on orange wood. It was 
it was amazing. Uh, I've never cooked an orange wood before, but they've tons of it, you know. Um, so we'd really nice lump wood, um, huge big like like that. Did you ever see that big K stuff in the box, which is like kind yeah. of a foot long, massive big lumps of it? So we had lumps like that, and then we had the lovely orange wood, which was really nice awesome. with the hogs. Um, but some of the stuff at the festival there was um, wagyu sashimi. Um, they did a whole cow. They spatchcocked a whole cow, um, <laughs> and they they put it on. They they they, uh, they were cooking it for about a day and a half, I think. Um, but they're so big into their beef over there. It's yeah, nuts. they're just it's all about beef. Um, Those beef ribs that they had at the big grill were just like insane. They just had like I don't even uh, know how it's racks on racks all. Oh, in the oh, it was just incredible. Yeah, I just saw loads of yeah. photos of people with them. <laughs> yeah, we got those made actually here, and uh, specifically to fit the ribs, and and um, there were, were lap lap ribs, and um, I tried to do them again another day. They didn't turn out anywhere near as well. I was doing <laughs> a photo shoot, photo shoot down the country actually the day before the day I got back um, for this kind of this kind of blog over here, and um, I was doing the birdcage, and I. I one of the butchers here, Pat Whelan, um, brought a really nice rack of his ribs, and I, I did them. But I got them tender, but I didn't. I didn't get the crispy skin. I didn't get them like what uh, what Carlos did. His just it was like crispy skin and a lump of butter underneath. It was, just, it was yeah, they so, just so it was tender. Like, and then, like you said, I mean, like all of those chickens hanging off the the oh, yeah. the wire next to it. That mm. just inspired like so mm. many people. I, I think, like you said, that was like the most Instagram like picture of. Uh, <laughs> It was. Of like the week. It must have been trending or I don't even know. It's still going now. I still see it. (laughs) It was mad. People just like, you know, it was was great for us. You know, we were only out, fell plays on the open five months or six months, five months at that stage. And then, you know, we had like pretty much every person at the festival coming up to us and talking to us. And, um, you know, we we still get people coming in to to fell play now. Um, We had a guy in the week going up to Christmas and again, they saw... They saw the birdcage, and that's why they came in here, you know. Um, but it, 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 it's a spectacle; it's really good. Yeah, um, super cool. You know, and we we just did we did free range birds, we did duck, and we did quail. Um, and we kind of went light on the quail and the duck, and we couldn't keep the quail out of duck, but we just just sold out immediately every time we had it. Um, so next year we're going to do. Um, we just can't get our hands on too many game birds at that time of the year, but we're going to we're going to vary the selection a little bit. Um, and uh, do awesome. some whole turkeys and stuff on it as well. Yeah, and do some brown turkeys on it. I think so. Definitely um, gonna have to. But come. yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, but actually, Carlos, who did the ribs, uh, I don't know if you've heard of his place over there, Boss Barbecue. And um, so Andre Lima Deluca used to be involved in it as well over there. Um, but he's kind of a Texas style barbecue joint in Sao Paulo. Oh really? Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's really good. That's weird. I wouldn't have thought. Like, I don't know. It's I don't know why it's it's not really that weird to be honest, is it? But I wouldn't have thought yeah, they would have I, massively. I know. I, this is a big kind of American vibe over there. There's, there's uh, that's cool. There's, there's I wouldn't have lot, thought so. That's, like that's this cool. For American culture, um, but the uh, yeah, his place is great, and he's done a really nice job on it. He's got good beer, um, and his brisket and his beef ribs are are amazing. You know, um, and he's got a he's got a nice offset that he got built over there. He's got that parked outside, and he cooks on that outside sometimes, and uh, it's just great. You know, you you drive by and you see him outside on his offset. It's it's pretty cool, you know. 
not not like that on was, the pavement in Dublin. No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't get away with that here. Um, <laughs> you can't even allow people drink outside in the smoking area. No. That's how that's how bad the neighbours are. <laughs> <laughs> we we have um we went out to Buenos Aires there actually after John and I and we just uh went to a couple of different places there, um a couple of kind of famous old old style grill grill joints and uh ate too much steak basically for, for a week. Um and John Sounds knew a chef me. over yeah, there. It was, was too much yeah, it was, steak. It was, it, was, it was pretty good. Uh we had a lot of awful we went to we, we had a lot of sweetbreads and more silla nice. and you know, people just grill everywhere over there. It's just in their culture. It's it's what they do, you know. Um you know, it's amazing. And we we went out to um this kind of social club, uh, a little bit outside in the kind of suburbs of Buenos Aires. John knew a chef over there, uh, Ramiro, and uh, these guys basically just used to hang out in this house. And then uh, they decided they kind of all getting a bit older and moving away. And one of the guys still lived in the house, so they decided to all oh, chip in for the rent for the house. And it kind of grew from there into kind of this this social club with ninety members. And there's a lovely, <laughs> uh, a lovely, lovely paria at the back. And they have um, a bar, and they invited us out there, and we just cooked with them for the day and drank Malbec and beer and just chilled out. It was great. It was really, really nice, uh, really good experience. And sounds like a dream. Uh, mm. What? Yeah, it was amazing. Like they were just he was cooking um, chitterlings, you know, te- uh, veal intestines and uh, sweetbreads, uh, veal sweetbreads, even Marcilla and the ribs and. You know, just the, they were just talking about grilling and culture over there, and you know they're kind of saying, "Look, everyone, any, uh, you know, every man should know how to grill over here. You know, every man knows how to grill. You know, it's yeah, just, uh, part of growing it's up, just, part just, of life. It's just in our it's in our culture. You know, it's just what we do. Like you know, so um, that was really cool to to hang out with those guys and and um, you know the the the, the uh, Chimichurri he made called Jimi Hendrix, which was uh, nice chimichurri I've ever tasted. I've seen this but, on, uh, on on Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Well, what, what? Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it's his recipe for chimichurri, but it was, it was really good. <laughs> uh, he does it with a brine. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that was out there that day. And um, yeah, it was just so simple, you know. It was just, he just, he, uh, he took his, takes a time cooking. Um, he's really. Uh, there's no, like, he, he has the grill up quite high over the coals and he just he cooks really, really slowly, you know? Um, nice. So what, but, what's, uh, what's, in yeah. chi- what's in a Chimmy Hendrix then? Do you know the ingredients? I don't. Partly a salt brine, I think he was saying. Um, it's partly organo, I believe. Chili, uh, garlic, um, vinegar. And yeah. that brine, I think. I think yeah, that's yeah. it. So, so pretty, pretty like traditional I sort think of it's a bit, it's a bit like a Yeah, exactly. But I think it's a bit like a Thai curry or whatever. You, you know, you go to Thailand and you, you know, no curry. You know, curry tastes the same in all different regions. Because it's, yeah. You know, there's a variance and everyone kind of has their own recipe. Or their own way of doing it. And it's quite similar with the chimichurri. It's quite a personal thing for them over there. Mm. So, um, yeah, so but, uh, yeah that, that was amazing. And uh I don't think I ate meat for about a week and a half when I came back. So it was uh, <laughs> went, went veggie on us for a yeah. bit. Oh, I did. I actually did. I just couldn't. I couldn't eat any more meat. And 
I've never eaten so much red meat in my life in in, a, in two weeks, you know. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was I was craving salad and fish and stuff when I got back. But um, yeah, it was good. It was a really good trip, and it was nice to get over. And we'll we'll probably do that that again this year and swap with the guys again. Um, you know, it's really good to to swap cultures like that. You know, mm, um, definitely, it really, it really is like so. Um, cool way yeah, of doing it as well trip. is that they come over and and uh, and spend some time with you guys and then you go over and, and spend some time with them it's a really cool way of doing it I really like that it's wicked yeah no it is it is it's really good um, you know we want to try and do as much of that as possible um, you know cost cost permitting you know um, yeah. there's only so many people we can we can fly in from across the other side of the world but um, yeah you know uh, and you go you go there and uh, again it just reiterates that you know barbecue brings people together and cooking and food brings people together you know and you know, language can be, can, like, communication can be difficult sometimes, you know, with us not speaking any Spanish over there, or, yeah. or, or Brazilian, and, uh, you know, same some of the guys have bad English, but it's, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're still happy, you're together, you're cooking, you're eating together. Food you know? talks, beer uh, talks, wine talks, that's, that's all you need. Exactly. We've got a common, yeah. common relationship, with a worldwide relationship there with, with everyone. It's a, it's a thing that everyone yeah. talks, food. <laughs> T- totally. I mean, how you know, we never, you never would have spent a day out with those guys in that social club, you know. And I got brought around to some of the places we went to in Brazil. Uh, if it wasn't for for food and cooking and barbecue, you know, so it's a really nice way to connect with people, you know. Definitely, awesome. Definitely agree with you. <laughs> you mentioned that you got the uh, those custom made, built like the grills for. For the guys coming over, where, where did you get those? So I might have to, uh, I might have to give them an email and get one made for me. <laughs> it's actually, um, do you know Fingal Ferguson in Cork? Okay. You, you know Gobeen Go Smokehouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, John mentioned that he was he built something for John as well. I think that's right. Uh, he's, you know, his knives. You might have seen his knives before. Ah, that, that is it. Yeah, the 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 FF yeah. knives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're, oh, they're amazing knives. Super uh, sweet. They look so ah, cool. They're, they're amazing. I managed to buy one off him down in Ballymaloo Lift Fest. Yeah. Um, food festival, he was down there. And like, it's like a two-year waiting off. list or something, isn't it? Yeah, there is. But if you, he always has a few. Maybe you won't, maybe you won't like me saying it. He always has a few with him um, yeah. when he's on the road at these things. So it's worth, it's worth asking him if he's around. Might have to corner him at an there. event or something. <laughs> <laughs> under the table job but uh, <laughs> he um, no he's uh, he's a fantastic guy um, he's doing great things down in Cork he, he kind of always has been you know um, you know his whole family they make cheese they smoke cheese and, and he makes beautiful charcuterie um, and he does a lot of cooking like he he cooked with Francis Malman at Ballymelo Lift Fest this year he helped Francis with his demo and kind of helped awesome. him set up all the set up the fires and um, then Fingal has his own smoker as well, um, and he kind of he, he does a lot of kind of South American style cooking as well, the asado. And um, so he he is a forge down there. He uses and he builds some stuff himself. And you know uh, he got all. I just send him the designs for everything, and he got it all built for me. But you know the difference between getting him to build it and someone else's. He kind of rings you up and he says, "Oh, this bit should be stainless steel." And, you know, we should do this this way because, you know, think about it if it's really hot. And you know, he, 
he sees it. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. It. It's not just any old yeah. designer. He he knows about the craft. He knows about the the cooking. He knows about barbecue. He knows those things. So I suppose when you come to design something like that, that he he comes mm. back to you with with ways to try and improve it and stuff, rather than just building it as is. Yeah, exactly. He wants to make the best thing he can. Yeah, and you know, I, I really like getting stuff built and using it. It's quite nice. It's, uh, it's a bit more personal. Um, you got a big trailer being uh, built at the minute, don't you? Yeah, I'm built. I'm actually. It's it's it's. Um, I've got. A, I'm waiting for my smoker to arrive uh, from Houston. So I got a, a custom made. I have. We have a pit maker vault in the in foul play, but I've actually bought a bought a kind of a. I got them to make me a bigger version with a bigger firebox I think, I think the one the one thing I don't like about the smoker is the firebox is not very tall and uh, you know we've kind of found from using it nearly a year now that it's we kind of prefer running it more like a stick burner you know um, we always have a bed of coals in there for, for heat and efficiency um, but you know we kind of prefer running it like a stick burner and I kind of almost because the airflow is really bad in the kitchen um, we kind of have to run it like that to get a good draft through, you know. So yeah. um, I kind of got them to make me a much one with a firebox about six inches bigger, and then the actual cabinet about six inches bigger. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a different smoker, you know. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot more efficient, I think. And it's going to it's going to be work a lot better. Um, and then I'm putting a big a big fire two meter uh, long fire table. Um, we're gonna have an Argentine grill on a, like a Perea. Awesome. Um, and a couple of, uh, gonna hopefully put an attachment on for, for doing, doing, uh, some spatchcock lambs and pigs and stuff. And we'll be using that as a big grill and doing some private catering and sort of other events where we have planned for throughout the year. So yeah, uh, looking forward to getting that built. I'm going away tomorrow for a few weeks. So once I get back, we'll be getting stuck into getting that up and running, you know, the smoke will hopefully be here. So. Uh, yeah amazing exciting oh, sounds amazing I hopefully have a Priya on its way from uh, Solis Grills there so I hopefully... saw that actually yeah yeah uh, that looks great yeah yeah it's I can't wait to get my hands on it and use it I've I've, I've not actually used one I've seen guys using it before and, and I know the the basic concept of them and stuff so mm. I'm looking forward to getting getting my hands on it and having a, having a good play with it that's a beautiful way to cook and um, actually when Andre, first year Andre uh, Lehman Deluca was here, we um, we got let down. We, we had use of a, of a barbecue trailer here. Um, we um, There was a problem. We couldn't get it in the end. We were kind of stuck for for uh, a rig kind of two, three days out from the festival. And uh, Carlos, uh, who was there this year, actually, he came over to cook with Andre uh, last year before last and he actually brought uh, he brought his grill. Uh, he brought Andre's grills over with him from Sao Paulo to use at the festival. And they're two. Um, I don't know if you do you know FM Perez in uh, Brazil. Have you seen the stuff no, he makes? I don't think so. Uh, no, I've checked it out. He makes these. Yeah, I do he? He makes makes these beautiful. So it's um, uh, it's it's a Perez on a two Perez on a stand, and then there's a Brasero in the middle. Um, okay, right cool. Here. Um, and drip two drip toes at the end, and then there's the there's two kind of camping racks above as well. So uh, Andre gave those to me, and, and I have them there, and I'm going to use those as well. They're they're uh, beautiful grills, but you should check out the stuff he makes. They're, uh, yeah, awesome. he builds he, he built Andre an offset smoker, and he built um, 
you build Carlos's, I think, as well, over there. What's his name? Uh, Again? Uh, it's it's FM Parias. So cool. um, you see him, check him out on Instagram. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, gr- a lot of grill porn there on that, on that Instagram site. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, no, I, I, I just... It's one of those things that at the minute, like, the way the world is now and, and there's, like, fashions and there's stuff going on and, I don't know, it's just, like, I've seen every time I'm on Instagram, I'm, I'm, I'm in Brazil looking at what they're cooking and I'm in yeah. Argentina looking at what they're doing and it's, like, at the minute, yeah. I'm really just sort of spending a lot of time sort of getting a lot of inspiration from the sort of the South American sort of styles mm. and uh, I'm really looking looking to sort of, I don't know, learn learn a lot more and, and experiment with, with that sort of uh, different style of cooking. So so I'm, I'm yeah, looking forward to getting a, a lot of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and, and it, it's very similar to what happens in the Mediterranean as well. The grills are really yeah. the same and the methods are nearly the same. You know, even... You know, I even remember as a kid going to Spain on the holidays, and you know, you see the sardines in the, in the boats full of sand in the, in the beach restaurants, cooking them over like oak fires. You know, um, yeah, it's pretty much a, an asado. You know, and, and uh, exactly on like those like the little metal skewers that are like wedged into the sand. Yeah. Got the sardines exactly on them, totally wedged, hanging over the fires. That is that is an it is an asado. I mean, that is yeah, it. exactly, yeah. And you, and you, you smell that. That's the first thing you smell when you get near the beach, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's another thing that always sticks in your head about when you're kind of on holidays there, whatever as a kid, you know. Uh, so, you know, I think there's a massive South American sort of Mediterranean influence in, in cooking all all around the world, you know. Um, uh, it's a beautiful way to cook. I love it personally, and that's that's why I'm going mm. for the fire table on it, you know. Um, it, again, going back to what we said about theater, it, it is theater and. You know, it, it's about touching people's senses, you know, and with, with that stuff. And, um, you know, you can walk by a, a, a crappy burger van that looks, a burger van that looks crappy, or you can go to this, this van that has, uh, this trailer that has, uh, you know, a, a log, log burning fire burned down to embers and, you know, yeah. two big hunks of metal and flames and, you know, smell and smoke everywhere. It just, uh, naturally draws people in, you know. Definitely, I've not had a chance to get to uh, the temper yet, but it seems like Neil Rankin's yeah. absolutely uh, smashed ah. that, and and the, the theatre that go. I mean, I know people that have been, and they just said it's just absolutely amazing watching, <coughs> watching all the chefs working at it, doing what they want to do, and uh, and just like the way that Neil is, like just sort of like the freedom. I mean, the whole animal sort of yeah. concept, but the freedom for. I remember uh, basically the the guys that I know that have been in, and uh, really well. They were saying that basically the chef turned around and had an idea to do something, and then on the spot just did something that's completely off the cuff, not even on the menu, and just and just <laughs> went with it. And it's just like just awesome to see, and 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 yeah, just the amazing reviews and stuff he's getting are uh, fantastic. Just yeah, smashing it. It, it was great. We actually I, when I was over there. It's- 13th, 14th, 15th, I think we were over just in December. Uh, we went there, we went to Smokestacks actually as well, but Neil's place was, it was amazing. I mean, that was a, that was a Wednesday night and we could barely get a table. Yeah. Um, you know, he was, he was so busy. The place was rammed. Uh, constant flow of people waiting to get in. Uh, and the food was amazing. Uh, really, awesome. really good. Uh, the vibe in there is lovely. It's just, it's really well thought out from, you know, from the design to to the food, it's just it's it's a super spot, you know. 
Um, and uh, Neil's a great guy. You know, it was really good to to have him this year at the Big Grill. We'd, uh, you know, we wanted to get him a few times, and we managed to to get him over this year. And yeah, uh, speaking he, with he Andre was Delima, wasn't he? Eh? Yeah, he he was exactly. They were kind of cooking from the same area, but separately. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, a lot of people talked about his food at us. Um, you know, he was uh, he got a lot of coverage over here. Um, a lot of press coverage. There's quite a lot of interest in him with, with all the food journalists here. Um, and he smashed it, you know. He was he was really good here. Uh, his um, his goat tacos were... Everyone was talking about his goat tacos. Yeah, yeah. Still uh, talking about they it were, <laughs> They were really good. So, um, yeah. And then, have you, have you guys been to Smokestack yet? The new... I've not, but I've I've yeah. eaten I've eaten smoke I've eaten smoke stack at their sort of pop ups that they have around. And, yeah, uh, they've got one at the uh, Street Feast. And... Yeah, Street Feast. Yeah, I, that's the one that I've been to most recently. Was the one at Street Feast London? Uh, and yeah, absolutely awesome. The, the beef ribs. The bri- are, yeah, the brisket just, ones are yeah. are heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they yeah. his place. Uh, they just opened up a place. I think it's about a month or two ago. And, uh, managed to get there on a Tuesday as well, and uh, Dave there. It's another fantastic place, you know. Um, yeah. There's qu- quite a lot. Of, I think Hotbox is around the corner, and I think you've got a red pretty close. There's a red in Shoreditch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, what else is there? There's a few other barbecue places around there as well. Um, yeah, the Reds and Shoreditch isn't too far away from the Street Feast London place that I went to. Uh, just around the corner. Just around the corner. Yeah, dinner. Yeah, dinerama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's that, he's doing some great stuff in there. He's got a massive old hickory in there. His brisket yeah. was, was as good as ever, um, with the pickles, uh, chilies, and I had a guanciale, um, then we had, what else, uh, got a nice crackling, uh, uh, ox cheeks, um, everything, again, we've got grilled baby jam, actually something we do in here. Uh, so he, does, he probably does it better. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is, it, it is uh, I think it's bacon and pine of gremolata he has with it as well, yeah. I think. I'm not sure uh, if, well, if it was it. Banging. In the Dinorama, next to him, there's this like chicken place that does like just grilled chickens and smoked chickens and stuff. Is that is that smoke snack as well or is that something separate? Uh, oh, yeah, he, he was doing, he, that's right actually. Yeah, yeah, he had a little ro- kind of rotisserie there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty he's lush. Actually, that he's was still uh, doing that, yeah. Ah, okay. I wasn't sure if it was him That's or whether what? it was a separate place. I couldn't really remember. But last time I was there, we we ate. I remember we ate. And we started off with like a quarter chicken, but ended up going through like five chickens or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that the last time I was there. So I was chatting to him about it because I was telling him about foul play and stuff. Um, and we were talking about it. I think chatt- we were chatting about it at like Meetopia. Uh, but uh, Dave's a great guy. He's, I think, you know, he's... He's doing some great stuff, and I think it's really good to see him open a place up, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. He, he's done it really well. Again, the design, everything is just it's a really good place, you know. Um, he's, he's, he's really, I think even he's always, he's always had a, um, his, his kind of brand has always been strong, you know. Even when he does uh, Street Feast, his, you know, the, you know, all the fittings and the lights and the decor always looks really smart. Um, he always kind of had a bit of, so I was quite individual, you know, and I yeah. carried that through to the restaurant, which can be a very tough thing to do, you know. I find um, that with him as well, it's like real consistent, his like sort of uh, what you get from him across different sites and at different events and stuff. 
is is a yeah, consistent, is like product a really good sort of uh i really enjoy it every time i have it so so yeah yeah definitely and have you seen his have you seen his clothes pit i haven't the no. big one <laughs> have a look at those online they're massive. yeah awesome um, but i think i think they uh obviously not practical to be bringing them into dynorama no. or whatever <laughs> so i think he rolls them out at the festivals i believe so um but uh, yeah some some good spots uh opening up and you know, Dublin is, is there's a, uh, kind of always an old joke over here that we're four or five years behind London and I suppose we kind of are in a way in, in terms of food trends and, and, and restaurants and, and um, you know, it's uh, things are changing over here and things are getting better and, you know, there's a lot more interest in barbecue and there's a lot more kind of, uh, people are kind of willing to try a, a, lot, a lot more things. Like we're going to be doing a little event all based around awful. We're going to kind of do a series of small events based around awful, cool. um, um, over the next kind of year or so. And uh, you know, I, I think a few years ago that probably wouldn't have worked in Dublin, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think things have things have changed here, and people are kind of moving on from okay, we've had pulled pork, we've had brisket. You know, what's next? You know. Yeah, um, definitely. And the big grill definitely helped that, you know. And so, yeah, just looking good. Awesome. Well, it's great that I mean they've got people like like you and and John and and people like that behind the sort of food scene there pushing things forward. And I mean, you're not nowhere near as bad as down here where we are. We're you say you're five years behind London. We're about twenty five years. <laughs> we're like uh, we're borderline Devon Cornwall, and we are literally like twenty five years behind London. So don't worry, you're not that bad. Is it Plymouth? Is it? Is that what yeah, are? yeah, yeah, Plymouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was there years ago, I think. Uh, a nice place, Plymouth. Yeah, we've just got the wheel here, we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go, lads. A perfect opportunity for yourself to play. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can be first first in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you very much for coming on, bro. This, we're at the oh, no worries. hour thank mark. Thank you, lads. So, uh, thank you very much, yeah. mate. It's been awesome chatting to you. Um, before you. you go, I think um, we should mention that the Big Grill Festival tickets are available now. And when I just looked, they are so cheap. Why are they so cheap? Come on. <laughs> it says €14.50 for a four-day pass. Come on. Ah, that's a deal. Uh, that was an early bird deal we're doing. Yeah, still or, on there now. Uh, hog, hog pass, yeah. So we've only got like 200 along. So Get on there uh, quick, they're, guys. They're, they're gonna they're gonna sell out pretty quickly. That's insane. Um, they'll go up to twenty nine per twenty nine per person for a four day pass, and then it's uh, eighteen for Saturday, Sunday, and then it's fifteen for either two days, Thursday, Friday. So yeah, um, get in there. Quick. Yeah, so get a four day. Yeah, ticket. do get in and, and hopefully see you guys over there. And sure, I'll probably probably see you before that anyway. Hit one yeah, of the festivals. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, do come over and uh, yeah, I'll maybe definitely you can chat chat to some of the guys over there as well when you're over. Yeah, wicked. That'd be wicked. We'd definitely come over. I mean, yeah. last, last this year just gone. I, I was up in Belfast and driving down, so it wasn't really very uh, helpful for me. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'll make plan sure. I'll plan it better, so. better this time and uh, come down and stay in Dublin. <laughs> I'll uh, not stay with cool. the family and uh, I'll leave them up <laughs> yeah, in Belfast and just <laughs> come down and go to the go to the Jameson bar. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Matt will still be there from last year. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Cool, lads. Thanks, Emil. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers. Nice Cheers. Have See a wicked holiday. Bye. Yes, bye. Thanks. Bye, bye, bye.
Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and Kamado Joe, and Smoke with Jack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanted to upgrade, or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top temperature winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories in the US and around the world. And you can find them on Twitter and online at Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas, or electric, the real taste of but summer can be yours all year round. <laughs> and Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation from smoking, roasting, and searing. Kamado Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. And you get the great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smoke with Shaq delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoking goodness, you provide the talent. So if you're looking for smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, then head on over to smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack. Well done. You got it out. Uh, Kelly's just done a, uh, a little review on smokewoodshack, I think. Yeah. So check discount out. code on there, I believe. Dreaming of the good life. Discount code 15%. So get on there, guys, mm. and order some smoky goodness. Uh, goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Ciao. See you later. Click go. Stop. I'm not on the right page. I'm the best barbecue cook.